0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, February 11, 2020. And, of course, there's lots of things happening in the news, like there is every day. And, of course, these days, it's all about the coronavirus or something to do with the uh, upcoming presidential elections and the democratic process of picking a new uh, Democrat to run against Trump. And, of course, you realize Trump is also in the primaries, but he doesn't have anybody contesting him, so there won't be a problem for him. But that's what's in the news. That's what that we see. But the coronavirus is the number one. And it's still a threat to the China, China's economy. We know that, um, but that's one reason why you listen to Invest Talk, right? You want help. You want to know what's going on. You want help with your own uh, investments. And we talk about the volatility that happens when something like the coronavirus comes up. And of course, we're all—it's all in an effort to achieve financial freedom. We all want that. So that's what we're here for. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you'll call me today. This is the hour that I... It's a call-in show. I answer questions that you might have about anything to do with money or finances or financial something. Um, and I do have a pretty good background in insurance, so I can help you with some of those questions. Uh, I, I, I kind of am a... I tell people I, I'm not an expert on any one thing, but I'm pretty much... A, I know a lot, of, a lot about... A little about a lot of things. So... I can help you with, at least point you in the right directions. So I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, I want you to call me. That's the deal. This is KPP Financial that we put this podcast, this radio show on every day, Monday through Friday. And Justin Klein and I are able to do this, um, and we we do this on a Monday through Friday, four to five Pacific time. It's all about, you know, helping you become an independent thinker. And then share all that success with that independent thinking and my independent thinking because we don't owe anybody anything. We give you unbiased, unbiased uh, guidance. And anytime we recommend something or talk about something is what we think, just and I think, not somebody else telling us how, how we should react to something. So it's pretty simple. Our, our investments, right, right along our client investments, we call this parallel investing. If I buy something for my clients, I buy it for myself at the same percentage, same time, same percentage of the portfolio, same price. So we're all doing it together. We call that parallel investing. And, you know, this just to put my money where my mouth is. Now, am I always right? No. No, I'm not. No one is always right. If anybody ever tells you they are, they're lying through their teeth. But I do, you know, you know my philosophy. You listen to this show. I don't buy things that don't make money. I don't like to overpay for any kind of equities. I don't. I don't. I won't overpay. Uh, And sometimes I miss out because some things are so expensive and they keep going up and they continue to be expensive and I lose it. I miss it. But that's okay. I have my share of my winners, so I'm okay with that. So, I'm here ready to answer any of your investing questions, any of your financial questions. Our in-time Line number is always open. The number is 888-99-CHART. Of course, it's live right now. You have probably heard that, um, uh, that I will be in San Jose on February 27th. And, the, unfortunately, all my time slots are full. So, I don't have any other time slots. However, we did set up a new date. Justin, Justin Klein will be in San Jose on March 20th. To conduct the same, no cost, no obligation, portfolio reviews. Um, As you probably heard in the last few months, I've been going to New York and then Texas and, you know, and of course, San Jose. So I've been traveling a lot more. So I'm I'm needing some help with Justin uh, taking over some of my slots in the San Jose area. I, of course, will be back in San Jose probably in April. First part of April, middle part of April. I don't know. We haven't decided. (laughs) He's on March 20th, probably the latter part of April, I guess. So uh, if you really want to meet with me, I will be there. Don't think I won't. I will. And it's all about helping you achieve financial freedom, everybody. We just sit down with you one-on-one and show you how to optimize your own portfolio and, you know, try to help you. The sooner you register to meet, the better because, you know, times do fill up. Remember, Justin will be in San Jose March 20th. So all you have to do is register, is go to investtalk.com. My main talking point today concerns a story about REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, REIT tax myths. Tax myths. REITs investors were, were big winners from recent tax reforms. And from a tax reporting perspective, an investor experience with REITs shouldn't be any different than a typical dividend-paying stock. So, we're going to take a closer look at that. Okay. Also, I'm talking about uh, the marijuana pot companies, the marijuana stocks. You know, the, the, are, why, there's a problem with them. Many of them are running out of money. Let's talk about it in a little more detail. And of course, I'm sure you heard the T Mobile and Sprint merger was okayed by a judge today. I didn't really care for why he okayed it, but I think we should talk about that. And job openings fell. By six point four two million, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, China cuts uh, their tariffs in half, in half, and maybe if we can get to it, I got lots of stuff I want to talk about. If we can get to it, uh, global Q- quantitative easing. I don't. I meant to get to that last Friday and never did. So um, if we can get to it, I will today. Okay, the market. Market was uh, actually down, well, mixed today. The Dow was down one point. It was up all day. It ended up being down one point. The NASDAQ up 11 and the SP up 6. So, not a lot of action today. It was up nicely yesterday, but not today. Okay, so let's go ahead and start. Uh, let's talk to Devin in Arkansas. How you doing, Devin?
0: Good, Steve. How are you?
1: I am good. Thank you for the call.
2: Okay, so I have a question, uh, two questions actually. First of all, um, I know you talk about not having too large of a percentage of your portfolio in one stock. Uh, is it okay yes. to have a larger percentage of my portfolio in one stock if I'm young, let's say 21? And second of all, uh, I was wondering if you could look at the this company Weibo, ticker WB,
1: thank you. Okay. Um, uh, I would say the answer to your first question would be no. Now, I want I want to put a little caveat that when you're young, you should take more risk, and taking a larger percentage of a particular stock is more risky. But my worry is you don't have enough diversification. So let's say you are young and you you have ten percent of a particular stock in your portfolio. Well, what else is the other? If what else do you have? because what happens is if you overload that one stock controls the portfolio now do you want to take that risk do you know how risky that is that's up to you i've seen one i've seen a portfolio today that had two two positions one was intel stock and one was a, an index and it was a 50-50 split in a smaller portfolio that's pretty risky but intel's a great stock So, you know, it's not like it's a bad choice. It's just that it's not good portfolio management. That's what it's more than, you know, can you do it? Sure, you can do it. Problem is, is that one of these days, you're going to pick the wrong stock and you're going to crush your portfolio. And you're going to think that, you know, geez, I've just lost 30% of my, my whole portfolio in a real short period of time. That's what can happen. Weibo Corporation, WB, is a symbol. It's a Chinese company, Chinese provider for social media platform for people to create, share, and discover Chinese language content, okay? They make money. They've made money ever since 2015. They're going to make $2.71 next year. That's up 1%, and it's a $44 stock. The stock price, okay, is not... It's a bit overpriced, but not greatly. The problem is you sl- the sales have slowed down tremendously the last two, three quarters. One, 2% in the September 2019 quarter, 1% growth the quarter before that, and 14% growth before that. A year ago, we were talking about 40 50 60% growth. So all of a sudden, the growth has really tailed off, and I don't know why. It's a $10 billion market cap, has a really great return on equity of 42%. And mutual funds are sellers, which is surprising to me. And of course, it's in China. So how much of this coronavirus will affect it? I have no idea. Um, I would say that if you own it, there's no real reason to sell it. But if you want to buy it, I say no real reason to buy it either because the growth has slowed down so much. Unless they can turn around that growth, that's not something I'm all that interested in. Okay, appreciate the call, David. Devin, appreciate it. You are listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we present this program with five new shows each week, Monday through Friday. And it is broadcast and streamed live in our 4 o'clock hour Pacific time. I hope you will tell your friends and family members about Invest Talk. Justin Klein and I do our very best to make it interesting and instructive. We try to. Some of this stuff is pretty dry. We know that. And now I'm taking your questions live 88899 chart.
2: This is Invest Talk. We're in a new year and the markets have already shown some volatility, but you can remain calm. Steve Peasley is here, ready to answer your questions and provide his unbiased investing guidance. The phone lines are open, so call now.
1: 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go ahead and talk to Gene in North Carolina. How are you doing, Gene? Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call.
2: Uh, yes, my I question is it. about um, the USMCA trade agreement. So it was recently passed by Congress and signed by President Trump. And previous to that, uh, I believe it was already signed by Mexico, but has not yet been signed on by Canada. Is that right?
1: I think that's right, yes. We signed it, Mexico signed it, and Canada is probably going to sign it. I don't see how they wouldn't. So
2: until Canada signs it, do you know if any of that agreement goes into place, or do they have to wait for Canada to sign it before any of it goes into
1: place? I don't know. I don't. I don't have the answer to that. My gut reaction to it is it's going to be signed, and I don't think it'll matter anyway to the stock market because the stock market already believes it's it's a done deal. So I don't think that that's an issue for stock prices. Yeah. So I don't right. know if that's where you're leading to or not.
2: Oh no! I'm just curious about the actual, you know, workers and when it's actually actually is implemented. I- implemented.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Gene. Appreciate it. Here's a quick uh, coronavirus update. There's something we are watching, of course, you know, because of it's. we have to keep an eye on it for the impact on the Chinese economy and the Chinese economy impact on the world economy. And then, of course, the impact that on earnings of corporations and there, of course, the stock prices. It's all related, right? Well, let's see. I think what we have uh, China's uh, I, I, we have 1,018 people have died in China from this. Now, that's what they're reporting. I believe it's probably more than that. But how many died before they even started catching on? You know, that's what my biggest thing is. Uh, China's huge manufacturing silly Foxconn has been authorized to bring some of its people back to work. They're trying to have massive work-at-home programs going so people can work from home, trying to get that going, but it's kind of difficult when you're manufacturing things. you got to come into the, the company manufacturing. Anyway, FOSCOM has given permission to have 10% ten percent of the people come back to work. And of course, that's going to affect Apple. They make all the Apple phones. One person in San Diego has been confirmed to have the virus. Remember the I don't know if you heard, but that person was 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 quarantined on, on a plane, but then released too soon. And then they just decided they, they they found out about one percent of the people affected die. That's not any worse than the SARS Cyrus, SARS SARS virus. Not any worse than that. It's about the same. On the next Invest Talk, the Federal Reserve says that for the first time, household debt has now surpassed $14 trillion. That story tomorrow. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions at 888 99 Chart.
2: This is Invest Talk. You may have heard that Steve Peasley will be in San Jose, California to conduct his no-cost, personalized portfolio review consultations on February 27th. That's true, but Steve has already filled his appointment schedule. A new date has been added. On March 20th, Justin Klein will travel to San Jose. Serious investors should go to the Portfolio Review page at InvestTalk.com and send a
1: registration message. 888 99 chart. My main talking point concerns a story about REITs, the myth, the tax myths about REITs. REIT investors were, were big winners from the recent tax reforms, by the way, that just made that. So let's talk about it a little bit. First of all, very, very simply put, REITs, or real estate investment trusts, have to pay 90% of their uh income in the form of a dividend to you. That dividend is treated exactly like any other dividend. Some people think it's a partnership or something. They need a K-1. No, it's not. It's a 1099, an income from a dividend. That's all it is. It's that simple. There was no change to that. It's been that way for some time. Okay, so. That's not a big headache when it comes to taxes. You know, master limited partnerships, there's some of those who you get K-1s, meaning you're a partner and that's taxed differently, and you get a K-1. You don't want K-1s. They make doing your taxes more complicated than a dividend. So just understand that that's how that works. A, a, A REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, pays out dividends, They have; they're required to pay out ninety percent of their of their profits in the form of a dividend to qualify for a re. And when they do, you it's taxed at ordinary dividend kind of rates. Okay, so there's I could you know the new tax law made a few little changes, but all of it was good news for you. Nothing, nothing dramatic changing in your life when it comes to that. Okay. now, if you, you, people talk about, should I put them in my tax-free account, like an IRA, versus my joint account or individual account? Well, it you know it, it just like a dividend. If you had it in your tax-free account, you wouldn't have to pay taxes on the on the dividend, so you wouldn't have to pay taxes on a REIT dividend. It's the same thing. So don't you know. I, I, I can get into more details. There are a little bit more details, but nothing that you have to worry about. Most of the changes are made at the corporate level of the, of the new law that's been put in place. So you don't have to worry about it. So, so if you think a REIT is what you want in your investments, you know, in part of your portfolio, then go ahead and do it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a good thing, actually. I like REITs. So I think it's a good way to diversify your portfolio. Because you're into properties, but they remember REIT, a REIT stock is a stock, so it'll go up and down with the market. But their, but the income derived from REITs, you know, it always has to be something to do with property. And there's different kinds of REITs, and you have to really understand what kind of REIT you have. There's mortgage REITs, it's just done, just it's just about paper. They don't own anything, but paper. But it's always mortgages and mortgage related type things. And then there's RESA owns certain kinds of properties. It could be malls, it could be warehouses, it could be hospitals, you know, but you have to just understand how that particular REIT works. And that's all there is to it, people. I don't you know, I can get it I can make it more complex, but it don't need to. Don't need to. And you go talk to somebody else. If you want it to be a real, you want to be complex, go talk to somebody else who will make it complex for you. I'm not doing that. Because it can get complex. Almost any subject, you ever notice that? Almost any subject you pick can be made Complex. Some subjects are just plain old complex all by itself. I was reading a book by a, 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 a physicist the other day, and I'm thinking, boy, this is hard to follow. But, you know, I'm not that smart. So, But so there are complex topics. But for our purposes, investor purposes, you can make things very complex or try to keep them simple. And I like to keep them simple part. Because I think you can manage your own money. I do. And I'll help you. You don't have to hire people. You don't have to hire me. So that's all I'm saying. Eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart, 888 992 4278. I wanted to mention the marijuana spot stocks that most of those companies, those public companies that everybody was so excited about, that have about six to 14 months left of cash. They're burning through cash or not making profits, and you know what I think about that. Even the largest Canadian company have less than a year, the largest Canadian pot company. So, And the the U.S. counterparts are not better off. They're not better off. So I just want you to be aware that the companies that are in the marijuana business, that they're not making money, they're burning through cash. They have to survive. To survive, they're going to have to get more cash. One way is to is to uh, issue more stocks or borrow the money. They have to. Okay, trivia question. Now, oil has been in the news lately. At the moment, we have low oil prices, but that could change. So as we go to break, here's the trivia question. Back in 1870, John D. Rockefeller established Standard Oil Company, Inc., but the company was declared a monopoly and broken up by the federal government. So what year was it split up? When did it happen? And what do you think the standard oil company dividend payout ratio was at the height of its power? I'll have the answer for you after the break here. But now we are taking market and financial questions live. So you can call 888-99-CHART.
2: Numbers are elusive. It's about 5% of my overall portfolio. They're always changing. I have uh, about like $3,000, I would say. On Stock. The focus is on numbers that affect our listeners. We took uh, 20% out to buy a property, investment property. Invest Talk listeners know it's all about the numbers. Am I going to get cheaper mortgage rates if I wait till the end of the
1: year? So the questions keep coming. Let's talk to Cindy in San Jose. How are you doing, Cindy? Hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my
2: call. From every part of America. wanted to ask you guys about adding to my positions in these two names right now. Should I sell it and take the profit? Steve Peasley and Justin Klein analyze the complex patterns in those numbers and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Really learned a lot from you guys. Independent thinking. Shared success. InvestTalk.com Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. 888
1: 99 chart. Of course, we had a trivia question um, uh, before the break. In 1870, 1870 John D. Rockefeller established the Standard Oil Company, but the company was declared a monopoly and broken up by the federal government. So what year was the split up? And what do you think the Standard Oil Company dividend payout ratio was? Remember, the payout ratio is how much of the profits they pay out, what percentage. So Standard Oil Company was an American oil-producing, transportating, refinery, marketing company, and a monopoly. Standard Oil was established in 1870 by John D. Rockefeller and Henry Flagler as a corporation in Ohio. It was the largest oil refinery in the world during this time. From 1882 to 1906, Standard paid out $548,436,000 in dividends, Five hundred. Think about that. What that period of time, and that is remember, eighteen eighties dollars. Come on, <laughs> and this is not adjusted for inflation, people. <laughs> so how many billions of dollars was that, even adjusted for inflation? The payout ratio is 65%. Remember what we like a payout ratio? About 60% or less. This was 65%. The total net earnings from 1882 to 1906 amounted to about $838,783,000. Again, that's an 1880 Standard Oil's history as one of the world's first and largest multinational corporations ended in 1911. That's when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled it in a landmark case that Standard Oil was an illegal monopoly. Its successors today, such, uh, such as ExxonMobil, Marathon Petroleum, Amoco, or Chevron, are all still, are, are still among the companies with the largest revenues in the world. So... Nineteen eleven, they broke it up as a monopoly. I can't, I can't believe the dividend five hundred forty eight million dollars in nine. In, 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 in ni- I mean, that's that's huge. Anyways, let's go to Will in San Diego. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good, Steve. Uh, there's a lot of fear out there in the market about retail uh,
2: investments, particularly mall reads. So what do you think of Simon Property Group?
1: Okay, Simon Property Group, of course, it's a REIT that owns and operates, develops regional malls, outlets, and shopping centers in 37 states and Puerto Rico. Frankly, I don't think they're going to disappear. I just think they're going to have a lot different com- t- competition. We're probably going to see a lot more outlaw- outlet type of malls and discount malls and that kind of thing to compete with Amazon. Uh, their their earnings are uh, going to be $11.14 this year, 2020, $11.52 next year. They made in 2019 $12.04, and 2018 $12.13. So the earnings went down. Sales are 1% to 2%. Remember, this is a $44 billion REIT. It's one of the largest out there. SPG is a symbol, everybody. It pays a 5.9% dividend and that's probably why you would buy it and I think it hit a bottom will $130 was the most recent bottom buy- and that happened about two weeks ago it's out on $142 so it's been going down 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 well over you know since 2018 and I think it might finally have hit a bottom okay the PE is pretty low it's $142 stock going to make $11.52 $11.52 so, you know, it's about, what, 13, 14 P.E.? That's pretty low. Turn equity is very high at 72%. Cash flow is very high. It's a good, solid, healthy REIT, Will. It really is. It's just that it's in the mall business, and that's the difficulty. They, you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced the ingenuity of people, that they're going to turn these malls around. They're going to be attractive malls some way, shape, or form. So I don't think it's into end of malls or anything. Will, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 888 chart 888-992-4278. Now, you heard a T-Mobile and Sprint uh, merger uh, is on. There was a lawsuit about anti-competitiveness, putting these two together. It's a pretty complex issue. But what worried me is the judge said, you know, I'm just going to make the decision based on the witnesses and whether I believe them or not. I didn't like that reasoning. I did not. So wait a minute. Now i I think it. He should. I think the deal should go through. Don't get me wrong. There. I think it should because there's going to be so much competition. Think about what's happened in the entertainment, TV entertainment these days. Used to be, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, three major networks, and that was it, right? And then, you know, so there was pretty much all three companies. That's a pretty not a monopoly, but man, that was it. Then of course cable came along and all these cable shows now are on cable. And now we have a even even you know, now we have digital TV, Netflix come along and then then everybody's copying Netflix, Disney and Amazon and everybody else. So the same thing, you know, the same thing's going to happen in 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 uh, wireless communication. You can see it. So, why would they stop this merger? It's not, I don't think, this has any, there will be plenty of competition. Plenty. So, I don't even know why the lawsuit even existed. I don't get that. So, it probably shouldn't have been. Anyways, but I didn't like the judges. Oh, I think I'll just believe the witness. What do you mean? You take a look and see if, you, dude, that's not a good reason. A good reason would be, you looked at all the facts and the figures, and he came to a conclusion that yes, it's a monopoly, or no, it's not going to, it's not going to infringe on competition, or something. Not because you believe the witnesses. It's not that you disbelieve them. That's just, but he said that's what he made his based his decision on what they said. I don't, I don't like that. Okay, let's grab another caller. 99 chart.
2: Hey, fellas, Ben Thomas calling from Illinois. Just have a question about the Chinese market. I know things are up in a tiff right now with the virus, but I've been hearing news that Russia wants to start supplying liquid natural gas to China. And in order for this to happen, the Chinese infrastructure will need to be modernized to be able to provide that energy to the more rural locations in China. So I'm curious if you think the utilities, the energies, the material markets in China will potentially have an upside, you know, after this coronavirus blows over and if the Chinese market will have a a turnaround later this year. Thanks.
1: Actually, I do. I think the not just China, but even the emerging markets around China, I think China, you know, this coronavirus is going to put a big damper on on their first quarter GDP here, maybe even into the second quarter. I don't know but almost like almost after every tragedy that's ever happened whether it be a war or something the the spring back from that is usually pretty strong so yes and i do think that china needs more and more natural gas and i think that that they'll get it from wherever they can get it and if it's from russia it's from russia you know, I, I do think that they'll have those those pipelines. And I also think that we might be supplying them natural gas, but it would be in a liquefied form, liquefied natural gas. Um, I think because we have plenty. We have way more than we need. I read somewhere that we have like a 500-year supply or something, some ridiculous amount. Uh, whether we're getting out of the ground or not, but we have the huge supplies. We have one of the largest supplies of coal. I know everybody doesn't like to talk about coal because it's dirty, but we still have a huge supply of coal that we probably won't be tapping, probably won't be tapping, but natural gas, that's a pretty clean energy source, and I don't see how that's not going to be used, even though notice that's real cheap these days because we have so much. But... I can see us shipping it offshore. I think we will be an exporter exporter of that energy source big time in the years to come. I'm Steve Peasley. You're listening to Invest Talk, and you are in good company. As I've mentioned before, we have quite a, we've been lucky enough to attract about 20 million downloads, and we appreciate that. We appreciate everybody who does that. Thank you, everybody. So please tell your friends or family members. We'd like to make that keep that going. We really would. And also, uh, our website on uh, investtalk.com, you can take our risk questionnaire called Riskalyze. That helps determine how much risk you're taking, uh, how much risk you're comfortable taking, your personal risk tolerance. And then we could put in your portfolio in there and get a score on that as well and see if your your personal risk tolerance matches what the risk you're actually taking. I did several of those today several so um, you know putting in the portfolios after the person took uh, took the risk-alized questionnaire and I'll say this a couple of them didn't match up I mean more risk than they are comfortable taking so we have to tell them that you know this is what you're doing this is the way you can avoid it, or this is way you can reduce the risk or some that they're they're way too they have way too much cash and not taking enough risk at all so it goes both ways anyways of course, you can always call our KBP financial office in Irvine, California. We can talk about it personally and direct if you want. That's fine. We'll help you. Justin and I will be glad to help you. Our phone lines are always open. Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
2: This is Invest Talk made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday, subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news, sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. You'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium newsletter subscriber at InvestTalk.com. The InvestTalk Radio One Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART.
1: 888-992-4278. Let's go to Vic in San Jose. How are you doing, Vic? Hi, uh, Steve. Thank you for taking my call.
2: Uh, it's been a while since thank I called, you. but I listen to you every day. So I have a question thank about you. this uh, landmark. Uh, LMRK is the ticker. It's a REIT. It's an infrastructure REIT, actually. And it, it says about OH, 8, 8.5 dividend yield. And I was wondering if you can analyze okay. that for me and see how it is.
1: Sure. Sure. As LMRK, right? landmark infrastructure is called uh it's out of El Segundo California manufacturers are portfolio of real property interests leased to wireless uh companies renewable power operators and outdoor users uh so I I still don't know what it exactly makes uh, makes or manages it's it's, I have to that, that that definition doesn't help me a lot so I'm not sure what it does um it's going to make a dollar forty-seven a share next. No, this year made a dollar thirty in two thousand nineteen, a dollar thirty-four in two thousand eighteen, only sixty-four cents in two thousand eighteen. So, um, and that's all it goes back. It doesn't. It's not that old as far as a publicly traded company. At least I don't have that the information on earnings before that. The thing I don't like about it is the last three quarters that sales have been shrinking. I mean, the most recent quarter, September two thousand nineteen, we don't have the mm-hmm. you know the last quarter yet. Sales fell eighteen percent, and the quarter before that, sales fell eleven percent. Quarter before that, they fell eight percent. Before that, a year ago, they were growing thirty percent. So all of a sudden, sales started to fall, and I'm not sure why. But you're right, the dividend is very healthy at eight and a half percent. Can they afford the dividend? The answer is yes. It's a $17.38 stock, and the cash flow is $5.31 a share. Remember, the earnings is only $1.47, but the cash flow is much higher. And remember, 8% or 8.5% of $17 is, you know, $1.20, $1.30, and they make $1.47 earnings, so they can keep up the dividend if they want to. They have really strong cash flow and earnings, plenty of, you know, the the payout ratio is pretty high, meaning they're paying a lot of their earnings in the form of dividends, but if they want to, they can keep that up if they want to. Returning equity is very high at 39%. So, it's got some pretty good numbers, and uh, so do you own it, Vic, or do you want to buy it?
0: I want to buy that actually. yeah.
1: Okay, well right now it's right at a top at $17 and about 60 cents or so. I mean, it's like half a percent away from a 52-year 52 52-week 52 high. So, you might want to wait till it breaks above 17, oh, I guess about 17.75 because then there's no resistance. If it starts to fall from here, you just want to wait till it bounces again. So, just, just don't be in a big rush. Wait a few days and let's see what it looks like. It looks like it's doing well and it's going to break that top. So, um, I'd I probably give it just a few more days and see if it continues up. Okay? Appreciate the call. Vic, appreciate it. We had a new jobs report under uh, number today. A, you know, some that we don't usually talk about. But this jobs report is unfilled positions. In other words, how many jobs are out there that are not filled? And it's, it came in at 6.42 million, so over six million. But that is a little bit lower than it was um, previous. Now, two, 6.42 million is a lot of jobs. Just more people, look, more jobs than people unemployed, right? But, you know, it's pretty much it's, it's obviously tapered off a bit. So that's something to watch. Also, the quit rate, the quit rate, something that you need to watch, uh, fell to 2.5% which was at a, a last summer, at 2.7. What is the quit rate? People quitting. The more people that quit, the more confident they are about getting a job. So it's fall a little bit, meaning maybe they're not as confident, but it's still pretty high. Nothing to worry about. This is Invest.com. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom, and our work will continue. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, a
2: Federal Reserve report says household debt has jumped the most in 12 years, now surpassing 14 trillion dollars. That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888 99 Chart.
1: Okay, let me finish my thoughts before the break uh, about the uh, uh, employment situation. In many ways, we have not seen economic opportunity like this since the 1980s, and we have the best employment number since 1969. By the way, I was a junior in high school in 1969. That's how far back this goes. And this may be one reason why a new Gallup poll has demonstrated that there is good news with regard to how how people, Americans, feel about their economic prospects. These are good numbers. 59% of people surveyed say they are better off financially now than they were. 74% say they expect to do even better in the future. Those are big numbers. I mean, generally, they don't come in that high. Now, keep in mind that about 70% of our economy is driven by the consumer, consumer spending. And the consumer is saying they're better off than they were before, and they're pretty... They have pretty bright prospects. That means they're going to continue to spend. So just keep that in mind. Let's go to Bill in Maryland. Let's go. Uh, how you doing, Bill?
2: I'm okay, Steve. Great program. Steve, I'm uh, playing around with a stock, M-E-D-I-F. And I'd just like huh. to hear your comment on it.
1: What kind of stock is that? Because uh, M-E-D-I-F. It's a, Usually yeah, when it's
2: Canadian stock. And it's a... It's a, it's uh, a
1: pharmacy labs company? Mar- a pharmacy?
2: Marijuana, marijuana processor. Extracts the yeah, oil out not- of the uh, hemp and whatever.
1: Yeah, I can tell the F on the end means foreign. That's what it initially. So I, I don't have very much information on foreign stocks. I know that it's selling for $2.05 it's, it was as high as $5.50 or so back in August. So uh, And it had a big move up today, it's up 6%, but that's 12 cents, up 6% today. All the marijuana stocks, almost all of them are losing money. Losing money. And they're going to run out of money. I don't know. I don't have the fundamentals on this one because it is foreign and not traded on the New Yorker. Uh, it's, it's on the pink sheets over the counter, so it's not really traded on the exchanges. So I can't tell you much about it. I just don't have the information. Sorry about that, Bill. I'm sorry, but can't tell you much. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Did you know that China cut in half all their tariffs? Uh, that they charge on u.s goods coming in now when i read that i thought well that's pretty good we haven't cut that all that much but then i continued reading the reason why is because you know we have charged very little tariffs on the percentage of goods whereas they had a tariff on all the goods we sent to them okay so so them cutting in half all the tariffs now, and they, they went down to zero on anything, uh, anything to do with the health and uh, health of uh, you know anything to do with the coronavirus, you know anything we sent them. So, anyways, they've cut in half. We 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 didn't cut nearly as much, but then again, they're char- they're charging tariffs on all our goods, and we are only charging tariffs on probably. 10, 15% of the goods they sent us? I mean, it wasn't that much. I don't remember the percentage. But it wasn't nearly as much. So it might be dollars it could be big, but as far as amount over uh, different categories, it wasn't. So I thought that was interesting. You always got to read these stuff with a, an eye of trying to understand the complete picture. And sometimes it's difficult, you know, because they're not explaining it properly or... Sometimes I don't, don't even know. They, they leave it out of the the article or the news, the news, uh, the, you know, TV news because they don't have enough time to explain it. You know, because it's boring. The details are boring. But that's where the devil is. Remember, devil in the details. 888 chart, 888 992 4278 is our number. You can call, and we obviously come to the end of the show, but you still can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your question and we'll try to get to it on the next show. We try very difficult. Sometimes we have more questions than we can handle, but we save them and we try to get to them. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Talk program. And of course I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, I invite you to access our free library of condensed podcasts at Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or InvestOff.com. They're free. You can listen to them anytime you want. Have a great night, everybody.